So I, I see TikTok as kind of like a, as just a giant nest that you can cast as a, as a brand. It's, it's like insanely cheap brand awareness is, is, how I, is how I see it. That was Joseph Newton, co-founder of Sway, a B2B video marketing strategy and production company. And I'm your host, EJ Brown, founder of Prism B2B, a marketing consultancy specializing in multimedia content strategies. Keep listening for B2B video marketing strategies. Hey, Joe, thank you for joining me. Of course. Thanks for, thanks for having me, EJ. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on. Awesome. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, yeah, so I'm Joe. I'm, I'm the co-founder of Sway, which is like a free four-month-year-old company. Um, so yeah, very, very new. But yeah, like I said, uh, awesome awesome to be on. I love doing, uh, love doing podcasts. So yeah, tell us a bit about Sway. It's, uh, is it launched yet or is it in process? We, yeah, we are. We are launched. You might you might think that because we just we like relaunched the site like last week. Um, so we kind of re- did a, did a big revamp. Um, but yeah, so we like I said started started kind of three three or four months ago now. Um, and the kind of I guess concept behind it was that both me and my co-founder thought that like just <laughs> the current processes for making B two B videos are just ridiculously complex. Um, you know, for a lot of companies, making videos is just like insanely complex process um that takes you know weeks months um you know we've seen it with some companies take six months um just to make one video which is just insane um and so i think we we kind of came to it really because the 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 kind of complexity um that existed within making videos and also that when you look out into the I guess, into the sea of B2B video content. Um, a lot of the time, it seems to be that the goal is to make kind of things that just look sexy and that, that look cool rather than things that actually get consumed. Um, so I can, our, our goal was to kind of help companies consistently ship out video content that gets consumed and that that's the number one objective, not things that just have, you know, tons of motion graphics and that look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really so is the video creation process completely outsourced to Sway? Yes. I mean we, we, we kind of we, we partner in different ways with clients. Like for, for, for some it's just it's just kind of helping them build it internally. Um obviously, you know, I guess I guess the, the best way is is doing it completely with us because we have all the have all the kind of processes. But for some client, you know, some people they just want to own it in-house internally. So we kind of help them set up that like you know video new 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 video team into internally nice yeah yeah i was uh watching the video where you're talking about you know why sway what it does and it really hits home that um b2b is behind the game when it comes to the importance of video and switching to video and and we see it happening but we don't have the processes in place to streamline the process yeah no yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's insane how I think there's this perception sometimes I think that like people think that video is like it's it's almost like it's it's been and gone, which is insane. You know, there's there's some people that think that well, video video is not new. You know, it's been around for years. It has, but actually, when you look out into the sea of kind of B two B companies, actually the, the number of companies that have actually adopted it as like a core part of the content mix. I think every every company by now has made like an explainer video, or they've got a f- you know a few videos that they've done, right? right? But like the number of companies that have actually adopted it as like a consistent part, it's so fractional, it's tiny. Um, and so I think that's the 
that's the, 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 the thing that we're trying to change. And just to make sure that we're all on the same page, when we're talking about video, we're really talking about like smaller videos, short clips, like all these different ways yes. of producing videos that become a huge part of the marketing experience and the explanation of your brand, et cetera, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're actually looking at like short, obviously you've got, I guess, very simply like long form videos and short form, you know, I guess long form, you kind of could consider like a webinar. We don't really consider that video because it's not really like it, it is video, but not really. So it's, we, we kind of consider it long form would be, for example, a video, a 30 minute video show just kind of kind of similar to like a video podcast mm -hmm. but slightly different um or like a 10 15 20 minute youtube video and then short form would obviously be like your repurposed clips from this podcast or short form first you know youtube short clips um so that's that's kind of the difference that we make perfect so um yeah tell me a bit about how sway came about because you were mm -hmm. you were freelancing the production yeah. of podcasts yeah. and audio to video are, do you still believe in audio or like, do you, yeah. Tell me about that switch and mix. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like audio, audio, I love it. Like audio, definitely. Um, I think the only, the only thing with audio is that that game is only getting, I think there's a lot of B2B companies now that are like, for example, starting podcasts. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I have nothing wrong with like interview podcasts. There's, there's a hundred percent a place we do in like I've done interview podcasts. I think there's, they, you know, there's, there's a hundred percent a place for them, but I think there's a lot of brands that just adopt that format when it, you know, like audio, audio podcast wise, when actually like, in my opinion, the barrier to entry now for podcasting means you've kind of got to go down the narrative podcasting route, which is a lot more expensive and it's a lot harder to win now, I think in podcasting, cause it's just getting, it's getting quite saturated um so i i think uh, i'm a big believer in audio and i think it, it it it's it makes sense for companies but i think video in my is the much bigger thing to be honest it's it's like it's just got so many i know you you, you sent me a question before like video usability there's a lot more use cases for video across mm -hmm. like the kind of content you know marketing journey across the buyer's journey um so i think video is is is, is the thing i've kind of really believe in and i guess the way it kind of came about for me, it's slightly different from my co-founder, but the way it came about for me was we were, a lot of the podcasts that we were producing, um, a lot of the value wasn't coming from the podcast itself, you know, the 60 minute conversation. It was coming from the five, 10 snippets that we were creating, the video snippets that we were creating from the podcast. And we were getting, you know, for some clients, hundreds, 200, 300 likes on these posts. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is powerful. And over time, you know, we upped the production of these clips you know, made them look kind of fancy. And, you know, they, we started kind of it, it slightly, slightly kind of doing more to these clips. Um, and just saw that a lot of the value actually was the, was the video snippets, not the audio, you know, podcast that people were listening to. So that's for me, how kind of I got into this world. A bit different from my co-founder. He kind of, he's got a creator background. He's, you know, he's been a head of marketing himself, but he's been a YouTube creator. So there's a YouTube creator, very successful um, TikTok creator as well. So he's kind of, He's, he's kind of come from that creator world and now wants to bring it over to B2B. So that's kind of how we've come together. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's great. So, okay. Yeah. I mm. Video clips from, from audio podcasts or interviews, it totally mm. makes sense. Um, I've been doing that a lot at Fast Spring. We finally launched our podcast after a year of, of doing yeah. these interviews and just never prioritizing it. 
and the the videos is a big thing that was able to um, really increase our LinkedIn impressions and start expanding our brand. But even these video clips, I mean the the saturation the market saturation mm-hmm, is, is growing there too. So how how do you mm-hmm. stand out? You know, and like how do you make sure that the the video content you're producing mm-hmm. has this um, cohesive brand feel and message? Mm-hmm. I- I think if we're just because I think there's 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 two almost two points there. I think if we're just talking about like clips from video clips from podcasts, I think there's a there's a few things there, and I'll just quickly touch on that because that's almost like a bit of a separate point. So I think I think for the video clips, there's there's kind of three things I think about. Number one, I think there's a lot of people when they create a podcast, they almost like they look at all of these clips and they start getting very excited and they'll create like you know tons of clips from their podcast and share them all over LinkedIn and it's amazing. Whereas I'm kind of like Honestly, from podcasts, you want to try and create as few clips as possible and really try and find like, mm. you, it, it, and it, it takes a lot of work. You know, usually you've got to sift for a transcript for an hour or so to really find the right bits, but it's like finding whether, you know, the guest or the host gave, gave like the best, you know, uh, the best one liner, you've got to kind of like search for the best hook. So what I'd say is like, don't try and prioritize just shipping as many clips from your podcast episodes as possible, which is what a lot of companies do. Just, you know, prioritize finding the best two or three clips. And that's like, that's the most important thing because you can make really fancy editing and everything. But if the clips are just all over the place and, you know, the speaker's going off on 10 different tangents over a three minute, you know, clip, then it's not going to work. So taking the time to find the right clips is the most important thing. I think the second thing is um, headlines. So headline at the top, the kind of the more more on the copywriting side, I guess. So making sure that the the headline gives the context, kind of nicely summarizes what was said in the clip. Um, it's not just like a generic headline. It you know it, it kind of, for example, I'm just, you know if if you've just interviewed the CEO of of, of Salesforce, I like put in like Mark Benioff shares, and you you know he shares X Y Z. So like it's just it's finding how you can make that headline as kind of I, I guess. And people don't like this word, but clickbaity as possible. Um, obviously, want to toe the line. Um, so yeah, the headline, and then also what we started to do is incorporate like editing throughout the clips. Um, we're doing clips at the minute for a guy called Adam Holgram. I think he pronounced his name. Um, and we're, we're 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 kind of incorporating quite a lot of editing and motion motion graphics into his into his clips just to kind of make them a bit more visually appealing when you're watching them. Um, a lot of the clips on LinkedIn seem to just be like captions, and that's it. So we're kind of trying to trying to spice them up a little bit. Yeah, I having interviewed a lot of people, I, I think too that not everybody knows how to set up their background or something in a way that you know. I have people in like mm. weird parts of the screen. <laughs> it's like trying to light it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it can be really tough because so that's that's video clips or podcasts. I guess on the kind of. And I might take it from like a challenge angle, if that's cool with you. Like, what are the what are the challenges? Like the challenges, sure. I think of, uh, of, or like maybe like why why companies get it wrong. So I think I think there's again three things for me. I think the biggest thing why video falls in its head, the absolute biggest piece for us is like lack of strategy. I think a lot of video kind of gets created in its own expensive isolation. You know, it's kind of siloed off. It, it's not really connected to the rest of like the written content engine, you know, your blog, your case. It's it's kind of, it's done on its own. Um, and it's not really a core part a lot of the time from what I've seen and what we've seen of the core content mix. So I think there's a, there tends to be a real lack of strategy kind of when it comes to video. I think also there's 
not enough people in B2B that, that kind of have that creator background, that, that kind of have that, that understanding of how to actually do video marketing and how to, you know, what does video look like on YouTube? What are the nuances between what video, what video works on LinkedIn versus YouTube, right? Because there's big differences there. Um, so I think, I think, uh, you know, we're trying to encourage more people outside of B2B to come in and, you know, give that, give that information. Cause I think right now in B2B, um, there's a lot of people who are ace, I think best in the world at like written content, SEO. Like I think in this industry, we've got amazing, amazing talent, but in the video side, I think there's just not enough people that have that like video background and, and especially video marketing background. There's a lot of video production people. Um, but not necessarily people who understand, you know, how to make videos for YouTube, TikTok, these new kind of social channels and platforms. Um, and then I think the third thing of why video, of, of why companies get video wrong and why it just doesn't work is, is kind of a lot of, I'd say 95% of the videos that companies make are all in person. Um, it's all expensive in-person production. You know, we want to do a case study. We want to fly out to our customer, do it in the office, spend 15 grand, you know, for a full day of shooting and recording. And it's just, it's so expensive. And what that means, the kind of the, I guess the knock-on effect of that is because every, if, if every video costs, you know, 15, 20 grand, in some cases, 50 grand, hundred grand, it means you can never get enough volume to actually, you know, uh, make video work, right. For it to be a viable kind of content channel where you actually see a return on investment, right. Which is why I think a lot of the time, you know, companies make one 20 grand video. Oh, no results because we've made one video mm -hmm. and then we, you know, stop it and we kind of go back to, you know, webinars and X, Y, Z. So I think, I think there's, there's kind of, it's a, there's a collection of problems, I think that, that kind of come through. Yeah. Okay. So two big points I got out of that. One is that mm. the, the way that you do videos has to be sustainable. <laughs> Otherwise, <100%. laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. You're never going to see the ROI out of it. The other thing is, incorporating video into like a, a cohesive uh, marketing strategy. I, I think part of why mm. they're very separate is like, and part of why I call this, this podcast content marketing is dead. Obviously like content marketing is not dead. I think that content marketing is evolving because it needs to be less text heavy. Um, yes. But we tend to have a content person that it primarily mm. is a writer. And then we have yes. like a multimedia or a digital strategist or whatever, who mm. is not a writer and they don't in so many brands or so many like marketing setups, they have very separate jobs and very separate strategies. Mm. Yeah. Oh, de de like definitely like, and you know, I think particularly if that like multimedia person is a, has like a, Product, video production background they tend not to have that like content angle mm -hmm. that for example like the content writer has and so they just don't tend to sync up very well you know like the the multimedia person just wants to make really nice cool looking things and that's kind of what they want to do whereas the content writer you know they're they're really they have that content brain and they're you know they they want they probably want to do video but they just don't understand how to kind of sync those two together so yeah I completely agree there's a there's a disconnect there so pivot a little. Let's talk about TikTok. Uh, yeah. We're talking about B2B and like, you know, I, I've been trying to investigate where brands are having success and B2B brands do not tend to have much success on Instagram. <laughs> Just over and over. If, if you have no. success on Instagram and you're B2B, like... Raise your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you seeing on TikTok? TikTok's interesting. 
I think, I mean, there's there's definitely a few brands that stick out to me. You've got like Panda Dark, Chili Piper, um, Refine Labs, you know, like who are more on the consulting side, like they're, mm-hmm. they're doing some interesting things. I, I think, I think if you're gonna, if you want to play on TikTok as a D2B brand, you, you have to understand that it's not a channel where you're going to have, you're going to see exactly a, who is consuming your content, right? There's, there's kind of going to, there's going to be that unknown. And also you're going to have to also understand that the content that you make is not necessarily going to be consumed by, you know, a hundred percent of your target, ICP or target audience, which I think is what mm-hmm. for a lot of brands, they like content te- you know, they really hold on to that idea. Like they want, they, they want to make sure that every single person that consumes their content, that A, they can see who that person is and that they exactly fit this like target. They're a CMO of this, you know, of, of, of X, Y, Z. So I think you've kind of got to be a bit more loose about, you know, not it, it not being completely targeted content. And I think go a little bit broader. Um, and, and what the advice that we've been given is kind of go, if you're selling Mark, you know, MarTech, right? I think actually a, a pretty smart strategy is to create very general marketing content, probably more on the entertainment side because TikTok lends itself very nicely to that. Um, Chili Piper are doing something interesting on, on TikTok as well, where they're doing, I think they're doing it on YouTube shorts, but it could work on TikTok is they're doing like a, a marketing like fact or like a marketing hack. And it's very, it's very general content. Like it's not, it's not specific at all. Like they're not going into the weeds of anything. It's, it's hyper general um and it and it works because it's like i said it's it, it plays the tiktok's algorithm right it's very just interesting engaging you know light light content that's you know there's not much depth to it but it's, it's very broad it's very general and it gets it means that they can just basically cast a net and get in a lot of people you know that are seeing their brand and kind of i guess come right into the top of their top of their funnel like right at the top so i, I see tiktok as kind of like a is just a giant nest that you can cast as a as a brand. It's it's like insanely cheap brand awareness is, is how I is how I see it to be honest. If if that makes sense, it does. Yeah, yeah. I I think that brings us to um, like metrics and results. Mm. Like what are you What are you hoping to get out of video? How can you set like the right KPIs? And yeah, mm. I'm sure you have thoughts about it. I guess a few, I mean, a few thoughts. I think it a, depends on the platform, right? So like for YouTube, there's the certain metrics you'd, you'd look at versus LinkedIn or versus TikTok. Um, I guess the other thing is like assess, like the level that you're assessing the results at. So if we're assessing it like at the business level, then you're going to look at it kind of over, you know, maybe you're doing like a weekly video show and you'll assess it further down the funnel in terms of like business, the, the business, the business rules. I won't get into that because people assess that in, in tons of different ways. And it's the whole kind of, you know, demand gen, like the, that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. But in terms of like looking at the actual platforms, I think on YouTube, you know, I, I'd be looking at subscriber growth kind of month on month, right? Like, are we getting, is, is that, is that number growing on a month on month basis? You know, is are we getting a consistent kind of growth in followers? Are we getting people commenting on a regular basis on our videos? And is that number increasing, right? And are we getting people that are, while we, while we might not be able to see who they are, are they leaving thoughtful comments? You know, are they leaving interesting comments? It's not people just saying, great video, and that's it, right? It's like people are, are talking about something that was said in the video and that, you know, you, you can see they're getting a lot of value out of it. So I'd be looking at those two things. So, so subscriber growth, and comments because they're two things that you you can't fake very easily 
at a video level and particularly on YouTube, what I'd be looking at is the, is the retention, right? So looking at like how basically just how long are people watching our videos for? So if we've got a 10 minute video, if we're getting people that are dropping off in the first 30 seconds, we're doing something very wrong. So we want to, you know, be trying to kind of steadily increase that number. And if we, if we are steadily increasing that number, like video on video, then we're, we're kind of improving over time. And hopefully we can get to the point where, you know, our videos are kind of in, I mean, you know, like 70% on YouTube is amazing. We're probably not going to get there, but like, if we can get to like, you know, 40 to 60 or kind of in that range, about 30, 30 to 50, then we're, we're doing really well. So I think I'd be, I'd be looking at those so on a video level retention and then a step up from that on again, and this is on YouTube, I'd be looking at subscriber growth and then comments as well, because again, two things you can't really fake. Right, right. Growing an engaged audience. And one of the things that reminds me of is you know, this overall fear of getting started because we know mm. we're not going to do it right at the beginning, yes. you know, and I I have this fear as a creator all the time thinking like, this isn't ready to put out. And I forget that that my my users can grow with me. They can see me evolve. They can see a brand evolve. And if you're seeing more engagement and more retention and more time spent on videos, like that's that's how you know that <laughs> you're yeah. you're you're moving in the right direction. I guess. Yes. Yes. Oh, totally. Totally. Like I think I think particularly on YouTube as well. It's about building that building that community up. Right. Building that like. You know, I think I think the goal of YouTube, yes, there's an SEO benefit, of course. I see YouTube as kind of two-pronged. It's an SEO, you know, it's an, it's an SEO play and it will become a massive part of SEO for companies. But number two, it's, it's a community play, right? It's like you're, it's, a, it's probably the best channel, if not the best, well, at least for video to build up that community and kind of build up that like one-to-many, you know, relationship community where you've kind of got a, you've got a relationship with, you know, with your audience and it, you can, build quite you know if you look at some of some of the most popular popular youtubers out there outside of businesses you know it's it's it, they've got like some of the most loyal audiences i think on the internet mm. uh, maybe aside from twitch because twitch is a little bit wild in terms of the audiences but youtube you know like the, some some of the youtubers they built up incredibly loyal audiences i think the same thing can be done uh, for companies Last thing I really wanted to touch on was the video usability and of yes. course that can mean a lot of things but yeah. What? So when I say video usability, what comes to mind for you? Um, so I think, so for me, what that means is like, I guess where, and just to clarify, like, do you mean like where video, video can be used across, like across the kind of content journey or like across the buyer's journey? Is that kind of what you mean when you, when you say that? Actually, that's great. We can go in that direction <laughs> too. I, I was thinking more, um, you know, you see these videos and like, do they have captions? Are they are they set up in a way uh, okay. where they're easy to watch, easy to engage with? Mm-hmm. Are they accessible? Let's start there, and then I want to talk okay. about the, the funnel. Got it. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, so, so yes. So, like, I, I mean, I, I could probably take it in a few directions, but like, if we're talking about how how we make videos more usable, I guess, or how how we how how we do that. So, I mean, yes. So, like, cap adding adding captions. I think. I, I think I think there's a there's there's a few ways to to go about this. Um, if I'm thinking about it in the in the same way that you are, so for example, if you're if you're doing a a kind of a video, let's say based on a blog, right, on a blog article, rather than just doing a video where it's just like face to camera and and it's there's there's nothing else to the video. I think if it is quite an in depth blog article, there's a lot of depth to the blog. 
making a video that's you know slightly slightly longer that's five ten minutes and that throughout the video you've got like key timestamps on mm. on the video so that you know if if the if the article's got like five key points or ten key points then each of the timestamps map to those you know key points so it's like from a from a you know if, if someone hits hits that blog and they you know they want to read about that about that subject the video is i think making the video as easy to navigate as the as the text is super important because particularly where the content is is again is it, there's, there's a lot of depth to the content and the content's quite complex making that video as like as accessible as possible through captions timestamps in like in in video graphics so throughout the video you've got kind of um, y combinator are a great example if you watch their videos like on youtube they do like uh, chapters like on the videos so you can see throughout the videos they've got like okay on to the next point and it you know it's, there's a title on the video that comes on screen so i think i think just a just a i mean i guess a mindset that i'd call out is just you want to make make your videos as easy to consume as your text um and that's that's kind of the way to think about it. i mean i already think that videos are just they're just easier to consume for a lot of people but I, I would say where th where the subject content is dense and is complex, which it is for a lot of B two B companies, yeah, make make sure you kind of make it as easy to consume as as the written content. And that also helps with video SEO too, right? Like yes. the adding yes. the chapters, things like that. Yes, a hundred percent. Google will love you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the other side of usability of uh, using videos throughout the the customer journey. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think we we tend to think about videos as coming at the the very beginning, you know, the exposure side of mm -hmm. it. But obviously, videos can be used throughout. Yep. Do you have great examples of that that come to mind of videos and longer down the funnel? Yes, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, I think the most obvious lower down the funnel example would be case study videos, which it surprises me how many companies don't create case study videos. Like I think, and I think again, because there's that perception that they need to be done in person with really expensive equipment and that's why they don't get created. But like, honestly, like, you know, just doing, doing case studies remotely is, is, is not that difficult. Um, and I think that's where a lot of companies should, should start. Cause I think again, most mid-sized B2B companies probably are sitting on 15, 20 written case studies on their site that could actually be quite easily turned into a few different things i think like a, a five ten minute maybe like customer interview video that just sits on the site so that when someone's on it they can quickly watch it and if they want to you know get a bit more context that's great to watch also like nice little social clips so like you know picking the best snippets from interviewing that customer for for, for 10 minutes where they said this product is you know amazing and it, it gets shared on social or like just like a really you know a, a great one-liner um, as well as like carousels, which is obviously, is obviously image, not video, but same thing. As well as, uh, I know I can share it, and you can maybe put it in the uh, in the uh, in the podcast description. Um, but I've been loving what Zoom Zoom Info are doing, where they're basically taking their taking their case studies and they're turning them into like almost five minute narrations. So they're almost like creating like a, like stories, like where they're telling the backstory of like where this customer was at before. And they're just really like really like um, really good videos that actually, even though they're like a case study, I guess like sales video, um, I found them. I, th I think they're interesting to watch, and they're just again another mindset when when creating, particularly lower down the funnel content where it does start to get where it starts to get a little bit more salesy, is is still thinking about that audience, right? You don't want to, you never want to really be making video content where, 
And obviously there's some cases where it is going to be like 95% sales, you know, direct based, um, but always thinking about the audience and always thinking about, even with a case study video, how can we make this an engaging watch for the audience? Um, and I'd point a lot of people in the direction of Zoom Info um, for that, because some of the, mm -hmm. some of the, like the narration based case studies they're doing are like phenomenal. That's great. Yeah, I'll include I'll include some examples in the show notes. I think ta thinking about case studies, I have thoughts about this too. <laughs> One thing is I think that companies tend to focus on case studies that sh sh yeah. highlight the the company as opposed to the customer. And I yes. I love case studies where the customer is actually the hero because the house with retention, you're getting to like yes. show off your customer and you always end up getting quotes that you can mm -hmm. use about yes. your company. But another thought is how how can you use case studies to show use cases for your existing customers about how else you can use the product or services mm -hmm. in new ways so mm -hmm. you're you're aiding that customer success. Like we tend to, I think this is where we get that tunnel vision where it's like, oh, mm. a case study has to be used only to bring new people into the funnel when yes, rather than in yeah. expanding existing yeah 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 no I, I i i totally agree i think there's a lot of a lot of cases and again i think the zoom info are also doing this um i mean don't quote me on that but i think that's that's what they're doing where they're like taking they're creating case studies with the intention of like sending them to sending them to existing customers to show that use case off nice um, the videos yeah. The videos are probably going to look a little bit different because they're probably not going to be like external facing really. It's probably okay. going to be more of like a, like an internal share to a customer, like, you know, a sales, like the uh, account manager will send it to the, to the rep, you know, to the, uh, to, to the customer via email. Um, so it might, it might look a little bit different because it's not like probably not going to be external facing, but yeah, like it, it makes a ton of sense. Awesome. Uh, any other, any other thoughts or like, things that you're particularly passionate about about the evolution of video and um I, I think i think one one thing I'll, I'll kind of i don't know leave leave it with is i think video video for me i think it, well vi video is the is, is the strongest form of form of communication i think i think it, it's the it's the one like medium that almost touches all senses um and i think it's like from a i think also from like a trust perspective um it is like the fastest aside from being in person with someone Right. So aside from sending your sales reps, you know, and paying a lot of money and travel expenses to go and, you know, meet prospects in, in person, I think the second best way to kind of build that trust, um, aside from being in person with, with prospects and customers is being on video. Um, cause again, it, it, it's kind of, it's the only medium that, that kind of does touch all of those senses. So I think I just, I'd, I'd encourage brands to just, you know, start B2B brands, start incorporating it, you know, and, and trying just trying to make it a more consistent part of that content mix and start, start small, right? Start small, you know, take one, you know, take, take one piece of existing content and, and just start turning it into videos. It might be the blogs that you're doing, you know, you're doing your weekly blog, start turning it into a video, you're doing case studies, let's try and turn a few of them into video. And I think I just encourage people to, to, to start taking videos seriously because I, I still don't think we're, we're kind of quite there yet um, where people, yeah, don't don't consider it a, a serious medium. Great, thank you so much, once again for joining. That was awesome. 